You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world, according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is the blue meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? <sighs> all right. In the words of Dennis Leary, I walk around in the summertime saying, how about this heat? I'm an asshole, yo, yo, yo. It is fucking hot. Yeah, we got, it's a, uh, I know by me, it was, my car was reading 101 degrees today at one point. But I, I, I hate to be like, oh, hot enough for you? Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking hot. Thank God, well, and, I, we're, and we're not doing an ad right now, but thank God for uh, Manscaped's fucking Ball deodorizer and anti-chafing gimmick. Seriously, I'm slathered like a fucking butterball turkey over here. Just fucking <laughs> promo marinated. code Meanie Twenty. Yeah, we'll talk about them a little later, but uh, yeah, oh yeah, but yeah, dude, it's a shoot. Yeah, fucking shoot. But uh, yeah, man, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing all right. I'm a little sunburned. Digging, digging your shirt. Thank you. It is uh, the fifth of July, as some people are hearing this. <laughs> Um, so I decided to wear one of my, uh, my, my, so says Chernoff flag shirts from last year. Um, then I realized the only people watching this are Patreon members who are watching this on June 30th as we record it. So it's like, I guess I'm getting them in the mood for 4th of July. Well, I was going to set you up and say, so, uh, what'd you do for the 4th? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Best 4th of July ever. Best sports dog. Yeah. Uh, in South Philly, we're playing that game of uh, fireworks or gunfire. <sighs> so yeah, <it's laughs> we have these. No, there's been a lot. Is it, yeah, there's uh, a lot of fireworks going on. Besides, like the normal Yobo and Hay Cousins shooting off their fucking bottle rockets in South Philly. And we got this uh, casino in the area, mm. uh, which I won't mention because if they want to sponsor us, that'd be awesome. They uh, thought they were doing the neighborhood a favor by giving us a, a fireworks show, and we're like, no. No, we're good. Yeah. You could have saved those. Um, Man. And then there's like, you know, I'm close to the stadium, so we get the Phillies fireworks show racket. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm close enough to the stadium, so like when the Eagles score a touchdown and they uh, 
shoot off the fireworks, I hear it at my house. It's pretty cool. That is and well, it's also kind of a spoiler because <laughs> I hear the fireworks going off. I was like, oh, I guess they're going to score on this drive. You know, oh, right, because there's a, couple a minutes delay. Behind. Yeah, TV delay. It's like, thanks, dicks. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, uh, yeah, it's, it's going pretty good. Um, you know, just typical summer. So it, I, I complain. I'm like, I, I'm like saying it's warm, but this really is my favorite time of the year because, yeah. uh, summertime just brings back so many memories and I won't go down. That. I know we went down the, uh, the rabbit hole of living down the shore, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just really does. Like there's certain things that remind me of that time certain songs mm-hmm. you know and shit like that but you know doing good uh doing the pod we're doing the podcast on the wednesday i will be uh after this we will be taking a responsible lift drive over to mccusker's nice uh and uh have a kickback and uh have a few uh cold ones to fucking cool off but yeah. uh Take take advantage of their AC and uh, watch some watch the Phillies lose tonight. So, I was gonna say, um, is, it, is it inappropriate to just put ice in beer? Like, well, dude, here's my like. Uh, it's a little cheat sheet too. Uh, to try it to, it's a little cheat sheet to help you a stay hydrated and b not get as drunk as quick. Uh, sometimes I'll get like they give me my pitcher of beer and I'll pour the beer. But then I'll ask for an ice water, like a glass full of ice water. Because so if you're you're sitting there, it's kind of like a smoker. If you're bored, you just you know you're puffing away, puffing away. Yeah. If I'm sitting there, nobody's talking to me, and I'm kind of bored. You know, I want to take a sip of beer, but then you're getting fucking hammered. You know, so I get it the ice water, and you know, instead of taking another sip of beer, I'll sip of ice water, mm. and I'm staying hydrated, and I'm not killing the pitcher right away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, I got you. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. How many uh, how many pitchers do you go through in a night at McCusker's? Oh, I could do I could do about three. Yeah. I do at least two by myself because Tracy gets her uh, gets her fruity little uh, drinks. She gets her teas and seltzers and stuff like that. But uh, um, and but like you know, I'll start off with like a pitcher by myself. So uh, oh, do, do, you know, somebody hit me up. They're like. Uh, my my good friend Mike Winter who used to do play by play for three BW back in the day. He's like, he's like, oh, they, they should have like a thing where do a deal with the blue pitchers at McCusker. So I was like, no, there's one blue pitcher, and it's reserved for me. So <laughs> some people think all their pitchers are blue, but no, they just That's have awesome. a uh, blue pitcher for me. They had a blue ga- glass, but it kept fucking breaking. So we're like, ah, I, you know. We'll, Stick with the picture since it's plastic, you know. Man, well, we're uh, we got our Patreon members here who are having a nice little conversation. Um, not nice, really, if you think about it, because we're talking about some uh, some rocky stuff happening. Uh, Sean Jones was talking about a, a, a mass shooting that happened uh, down the street from him last week. And uh, so, yeah, just want to send out our thoughts to everybody there. Um, he he, the su- it came summertime up brings it from out. the conversation of, of what you're saying was that, uh, you know, RJ says we play that game here in the city of uh, uh, Rochester as well. Uh, that game you were talking about is, is it gunfire? Is it uh, fireworks? Is it fireworks? And um, yeah, so that's, I mean, hey, let's everybody let it be 
fireworks. Um, yeah, stay safe. Yeah, it's un- that's a it's an unfortunate thing. You know that summertime brings out the crazies. You know, yeah, uh, like people let down their inhibitions. You know, they're getting drunk at the cookout, and or they're getting drunk on their front porch, and uh, you know. When people uh, are full of uh, stupid juice, yep. they uh, tend to, uh, you know, get a little emotional. Yeah. You know? I've, thank God you know, I'm at the age now where it's just like, I just, you can't say anything to hurt my feelings. And I'm like, oh, okay, you win, whatever. And I just walk <laughs> it's away. Not wor- it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. You don't know what the other person has on them. You don't know what's, you know. And also, maybe the guy's just having a bad day. And... Because there's been times where, like, um, you know, somebody's, you know, gotten wise with me. I just look, all right, whatever. And the next time they see me, they're, like, overly apologetic. Hey, man, sorry, I was having a bad day. So, you know, when it comes to shit like that, you know, you know, you know, I always, you know, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, there's probably just having a bad day. Because I'm sure there's somebody who's thought of I'm sure I've been an asshole to somebody, and they probably <laughs> still hold that opinion. But meanwhile, it was just me, you know, having a fucked up day. Yeah, so we've all been there. Yeah, and then summertime, you know, wintertime, everybody's in their house, you know. Yeah. When, you know, you know, this is around the time, you know, people are used to uh, getting out for school and, you know, last day of school. So you get those, you know, kids out there, they're crazy, and then – the folks are crazy. I got asshole neighbors who like to play their loud music and open up the fire plug. It's like, ugh. But, you know, I just stick to myself. I, I, like I say, I control what I can control. I worry about what I can worry about. Other shit might, might annoy me or get me angry. But, uh, you know, I just do what I uh, can do to worry about what I got to worry about. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I, I seem to get along just fine. No, that's, I think that's the way to be. And as you said, like, as you get older, like, you just, man, it's, it's not, what are you going to do? Get in a fight? Like, come on, you know, yeah. like, it's not necessary. These um, motherfuckers let pride get in the way of, yeah. like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so stupid, you know? Yeah. When, when, I was, when I was younger, I, you know, when I was a kid, I had a fucking temper. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of missed... Uh, directed anger issues. You know, I grew up uh, not knowing my dad, being asthmatic, feeling like, you know, worthless because, you know, uh, I couldn't play in all the other kids' reindeer games. So that shit would build up. And, uh, you know, I would just take it out on people. Not in a you know, just like, you know, and then, you know, you go through therapy and all that stuff and, and, you know, you go, th- you know, thank God for the wrestling business. The wrestling business has built a callus. I, like, I've built an emotional callus. So I've been through some shit, you know. Pu- it's one thing to go through things, things in your private life. But sometimes when you're, you're being embarrassed and humiliated, you know, on a, a, a public level. Sure. And uh, you kind of have to plaster on a smile and, you know everything's fine and everything's not fine. So like I'm at the age now where, you know, I've built up enough, an an emotional callus that where, you know, uh, if somebody says something that pisses me off, you know, 
I'll smile and nod, and then you know when I get in the car, that motherfucker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't let them win. No, you know? it's a safer way to do it, and and like you said, you don't let them win. That's the most important part because those people they're just trying to cut you down. They're they're. Yeah. You know, you've said this a bunch of times, like, don't want to give oxygen to those people, you know? Right. Like, these people, when you, when they say something, they want to see you get upset. So yeah. you don't let them see it, that upsets them. Now they've just upset themselves. They went out to upset you, and in turn <laughs> upset themselves because you no-sold it. And that's, you know. Like the band Garbage saying, uh, I'm only happy when it rains. There are some people who are just happy when they're miserable. Yeah. But here's another cheat 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 code uh, thing genie. you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I hear, I remember Game Genie and Game Sharks. It makes me think of New Jack because he's the first person to smart me up to how to actually cheat on video games. But, <laughs> um, dude, I, this is a thing that's really fucking helped me in my everyday life. Where, especially if I go into it, I know I'm going to a situation where I'm going to have to be around somebody I don't want to be around. Mm-hmm just because they're an emotional vampire and they also like to push buttons and they like to get a reaction. Just before you have to deal with that person, just look in the mirror or sit in your car and say the thing you want to say to them out loud and say it often. Say it like it's a, a movie script. Say it over and over and over and over again. Just say it. Look in the mirror, your bathroom mirror. Say what you want to say to that person. Get it off your chest to the mirror. And by the time you get to the person, you've said it enough that it doesn't mean anything. And when they do the things that they want to do to push your buttons, you're like, eh, whatever. You know, is you, that, you get a smile. Is that, that is that why when we logged on here, you were just looking off to the side going, fuck you, motherfucker, fuck you, motherfucker, <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. And I was like, that's weird. And you're like, oh, hey, Josh, we ready? So fuck off, sure enough, fuck off, sure enough, <laughs> fuck off, sure enough, fuck off, sure enough. Nah. But no, that's what I do, that's, man. Hey, that's uh, great. That's a great. I mean, uh, yeah, I got, you know, some people I have, I know I have to deal with uh, business-wise. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrestling-wise, just business, you know, mm-hmm. side hustle shit. And it's like, fuck, I really don't want to talk to this motherfucker. And to the point where I, kn- I get, like, nervous tics, like, after that's like, you know, just <laughs> shit like that. So I just look in the fucking rear view mirror of my car in the bathroom mirror. And I say the thing. I cut the promo. I would cut the on them in person to the mirror. And just the act of saying it out loud lessens the effect that that person has on me. So if I can pass that on to anybody, it, it really is a useful tool. Just don't. Because, um, like, that, the worst thing you do is bottle it up. And then, like, that person... You say something to aggravate you. And either you either sell for them and they win and they're like, hey, I got you, motherfucker. Or the next person you deal with after them, you let that emotional, that's release valve, that pressure gauge, you let it out on somebody undeserving who doesn't, who wasn't trying to piss you off, but just happened to be collateral damage. Yep. So uh, get it, you know, say all that shit before you had to be with that person. You know, and then, yeah, it's kind of like jerking off before you have sex. You know, it makes you last longer. So it's just, it's it's that same theory. You know, just oh. get a few reps in before uh, you have to engage the person and uh, you'll be good. So remember, it worked for me. 
before you see that person that you really can't stand, you got to look in the mirror and jerk off. Yes. And then, so yeah. I, th- I think I understood correctly. Hey, here's a good thing, though. A, a nice thing said yeah. by James Sorensen. Uh, hey, Meanie, have you been working out? You're looking good, buddy. So see, Sorensen's hitting on you. You're good. You're doing all right. <laughs> well, when you're Sorensen level, you get, you know. Yeah, Sorensen level, that. you guys don't know that extra thing he's getting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, but uh, I wish. I've been doing a lot of a lot of physical activity of, like, having to move shit. You know, uh, we just built a fence in our backyard. So I, we had to literally cut an eight-foot eight wide by six-foot high fence in half, carry it through the house, reassemble it on the other side, and just shit like that. Um, I don't know if, yeah, did I tell you the story? I, like, we went to go pick up the fence, and my buddy was like, hey, Meanie. I was like, hey, you got a truck? <laughs> <laughs> so we were going we to go buy this fence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I'll just strap it to the roof of my car like a man and get some, get some twine. You know, I've done it with sheetrock, not knowing this is way heavier than sheetrock. And then uh, I was like, fuck. We, I'm looking at the fence like, fuck. So I go to the, the customer service desk, and uh, we show them, you know, the, the, the information on our phone. And guy by, you know, my buddy uh, Skip behind me goes, hey, hey, Meanie. I go, hey, Skip, you got a truck? Yeah. <laughs> He's nice. like, yeah, I got a buddy outside too. So him and his buddy uh, got their truck. We went around. We loaded up the fence. They brought it to my house. I uh, tipped them out, gave them a couple nice. bucks each. And, uh, you know, that was, that was like one of the – it was typical ECW because a lot of things we did in ECW were – you know, I remember we were uh, before Heat Wave 2000, and uh, I'm supposed to do a promo that leads into Mikey Whipwreck and Simpson Minister do a promo on the beach in California, uh, Venice Beach, mm-hmm. Marina Del Rey. And they're like, yeah, find somebody and uh, do this promo. This is what you got to say. We literally park a block from the beach. I get out of the car. Guy goes, hey, are you the blue meanie? I go, hey, you want to be on TV? <laughs> And the guy we, the muscle bound guy, and the guy was jacked. You couldn't have asked for a better, a better guy for me to, you know, because I was a new skinny guy. Yeah. You know, I'd lost weight, and I was supposed to be like the, the skinny guy who turns into a dick, or a fat guy who goes skinny and turns into a dick. Mm-hmm. We find this jacked guy who goes, Hey, are you the blue man? Hey, you want to be in, a, on, in TV? That's awesome. <laughs> and we did the promo with him. We, then we gave him some, I think we gave him a couple tickets to the show, and that was it. That's awesome. But, like, yeah, hey, Meanie, hey, you got a truck? <laughs> just, it's like it's shit you would see on the TV show or in the movie, and you'd be like, ah, oh, that wouldn't happen. It happened. Hey, yo, I'm about to ask you something, uh, and I want you to take offense. Like, why yes. Are you, yeah. you know, there you go. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, James Sorensen says, Sorensen level for life. Sorensen, when are you coming back on? Aren't you supposed to be? <laughs> he has to be back on our show at some point. Yeah, yeah. You bringing Bischoff this time, or what's? Yeah, or I you mean, got, I don't, do you have? To, maybe he has to hang out with like Bruce Pritchard or something that day. So I don't know what's what he's up to. Um, no, he's going. Hang, he's hanging with Vince McMahon. Oh, he's a big yeah. shot now. Ha <laughs> ha, Sorensen. <laughs> what's up, pal? It's good shit. 
Um, so what else is happening, good man? What else is good uh, shit? Pal. What else is going hey, on? And yeah, uh, dude, like we're totally in a, like a golden age for like TV right now with like wrestling stuff between Dark Side of the Ring, mm-hmm. the A and E biographies, but the last two Hidden Treasures, whatever it's called, WWE. Mm-hmm. Hidden, uh, most wanted treasure. I always call it wa- hidden treasure too. I don't know why. Yeah, the last two they did were fucking phenomenal. Um, the one on Andre the Giant mm-hmm. and the one on Ric Flair, and uh, you know everybody's you know kind of ribbing Mark Henry for crying <laughs> during uh, the Andre the Giant. One. I haven't seen the Andre one yet. I saw the Flair one, but I haven't seen. I skipped the Andre one because I wanted to see the Flair one. So bad. Oh, but, dude. Oh, I got I it recorded. I'll go back to it. I cried on on the Andre one. Really? Um, and, and you know what's cool about these ones? The, the last two were like extended episodes, and rightfully so. Because mm-hmm. uh, Andre's career, well, Andre meant to WWE and wrestling in general and flair. So those ones were like extended episodes. So goddamn good, man. You know, um, Say what you know. Say what you want about wrestling. You know all the haters. Oh, wrestling! I don't watch that. I watched when I was twelve. It's fake. <laughs> you know, fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I have to give credit to Dark Side of the Ring because they really kicked this whole thing off. Yeah, you know, Dark Side and and Vice. You know, gotta give credit to the f- folks who paid the bills over at Vice. Well, that's but. that's how I feel with every, you know. You're saying they kick it off and. I mean, without question, things like the uh, the biographies, the, mm-hmm. you know, that came from WWE going, yeah, well, all right, we need to produce our own Dark Side of the Ring type deal. But it's the same way when people go like, oh yeah, they they did this, so you know, they're just copying this other promotion. They wanted, to, you know, it's like, hey, the more the merrier. The more wrestling, the better. I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it, dude. This like. Uh Pour it right into my veins. There were a couple um, of things. Did you notice there were a couple of things in the A and E? I, I want to say it was the most. It was the most wanted treasures. Um, so the Ric Flair one. Maybe it, maybe yeah. it was a different. I don't know, but it was the Ric Flair one. They're talking about him teaming with someone, like early on. I don't remember exactly who it was. I can't even remember who it was. But at one point they show. Uh, what they believe to be Ric Flair outside the ring managing the other guy, it was not Ric Flair. It was like Jimmy Valiant uh, or someone. It was like, it was not, it was not Ric Flair. It was WWF from a time where Ric Flair was not there. It was very, and then on the other side, I want to, I, I want to say it was talking about him and Greg Valentine, although I, that might be because I'm thinking this Greg Valentine one. I was watching the Greg Valentine one a couple of days ago and he's, uh, Talking about the shin guard, you know, and he's right. and he's like, oh, I would put that on and the crowd would go crazy. And they show him putting it on <laughs> and then they cut to the crowd and the crowd is wearing DX shirts and crotch chopping and all this. I'm like, what are you doing? Like it literally cut from like a, a footage from 1990 of him putting on the thing to 99 maybe. I would just talk that up to non WWE people. Yeah, editing a wrestling thing, but Let's like no one approved the, it at the end. 
I don't think they give a shit. Just, you know, like it's the same company that used to say Bob Holly was a former Intercontinental Champion just to see how people would react to it, you know? Uh, Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, I, I noticed that as well. There's some edits where I think there were just, some things happened where I, they were strictly just victims, victims of editing, you know, where, you, you shoot so much footage and you're trying to piece it together. Like Dark Side of the Ring, I think a lot of times, you know, they're they could be victims of editing because people are like, Well, they didn't mention this or that in, you know, uh belt and stats, you know, yeah. as uh, Evan Husney likes a joke. All the belt and stats people came at us with this one. <laughs> but, you know, uh the, you know what's cool about these shows too, man. I have friends who are not wrestling people. They know I'm a wrestler. They're my friends, and they like me as Brian. Brian does the wrestling thing. Right. But they'll come to me and be like, hey, I was watching Dark Side, or I was watching Biography. Uh, Tracy's family in Connecticut, you know, uh, they're texting me. I was like, you won't believe who just fucking texted me. She's like, really? You know, (laughs) and, you know, oh, man, that episode of Dark Side, man, that was crazy, you know. So, you know, it. More people are actually watching these documentaries than they're watching the current product. Sure, which is great. Yeah, people are. Which says a lot. People are not. Uh, people are very into nostalgia. They're into the stuff that reminds them when they were kids. On top of that, and maybe we're biased with it, but I think it was better. Um, oh, it was absolutely better. Yeah. So, you know, you have Story, a lot. Of people, yeah. yeah. Storyline wise, and all that stuff, way better. I mean, the guys now, I, I, because I, if I don't. Say this right, people are like, well, you're just an old guy yelling at the cloud. Uh, no, uh, the the athletes of today are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's oh yeah, even guys like guys like a guy like X Pac be like, I can't do the stuff they do now today. But X Pac in his day was an innovator. You know what I'm saying? But they also shouldn't necessarily just because yeah. you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And that's right. You know. Well, yeah. Well, there, there's yeah, there's some some stuff that looks really good. Aggressive, and then this, you know, stuff that looks like Cirque du Soleil, yeah. but and you know they're uber talented. But storyline and creativity wise, it was better back then. To get, getting back to your point, it was definitely better back then. Um, the Patreon members are, are starting to ask questions, and it feels like if they're starting to ask questions, maybe all of you listening want to hear your questions asked as well. So. We could get yeah. into that, uh, but before we do, I want to talk about Manscaped. Me, oh, you were starting to you were starting to talk earlier about it, and uh, I I would love to hear a little bit more about your um, what you're doing to keep yourself from uh, from sweating on this hot ass day. Seriously, dude. Uh, thank you to Manscaped. I have the uh, crop reviver. Uh, I have the uh, ball deodorant and the foot spray. So after a long day of work, I I'm not that funky. Mm. <laughs> you know, look, they have tremendous products over there at Manscaped. Uh, and right now, if you go to manscaped.com and use promo code Meany20, the only way you get 20% off, you'll get free shipping, which is always a bonus, especially now and then. Now, 
today with you know the cost of shipping things and not knowing, you will get this product right away. Uh, like I said, I've gone into my own pocket because I believe in this product. And I went and bought the uh, nose and ear, nose hair and ear tri- hair trimmer, mm-hmm. and it came within in days. So that the, not only is it a quality product, not only will you look good, smell good, feel good, but you'll get the product in in. in, in you know, ample time, you know, especially now, like I said, it, it's so warm out there. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, uh, as they say, the sun's out, bums are out, and hopefully your pubes are not out. Uh, it's also flip-flop season, uh, and uh, you're out here with those post-pandemic toenails. Don't worry, our friends at Manscaped have you covered. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 Nail Grooming Kit. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code MEANY20 for 20% off plus free shipping, as Meanie was saying. Uh, we definitely need to talk about some of this stuff in the Performance Package 4.0. What Absolutely. So for starters, Lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer will change the way you approach your grooming routine. This fourth-generation trimmer features advanced skin-safe technology to reduce... Uh, grooming accidents. You don't want any ingrown hairs or snags on your boys before beach season. Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, an on-off travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off, which is exciting. Uh, If the power grid goes out in Texas again, you can use your Lawnmower 4.0 to illuminate the way with this LED spotlight. The trimmer is also waterproof, so you can trim in the shower and not worry about your cleanup on ILD. Uh, the, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, or Weed Whacker, as they say, to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear, meaning you were just talking about that, how you actually went out and got that before they even sent it to you. So, so tell So I have two. Yeah, so tell tell us a little bit more about that. What what makes uh, that better than just your? Because anyone can go pick something up at the local store, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, and pss, clean themselves up. What makes this one so good? Well, I'm getting to that age where I'm getting to, into Abe the Goater territory. You know, uh, the nose hairs are getting a little long. You're, st- you're starting to notice hair. Notice notice hair. You know, just outside the ear. Uh, what's cool about the uh, ear and uh, nose trimmer is that it doesn't hurt you know that there's nothing worse than going to buy a product at your local uh, pharmacy or you know big chain store bringing it home and it's you, you're better off plucking it out with your own <laughs> fingers they, uh, they, these these trimmers are so rough but thanks to manscape you can trim your nose hairs trim your ear hairs it's quiet and uh, and gentle uh yeah it, there's no, you know, better way to describe it. You know, you're you're doing it before you know it. You're done. There's no, uh, it, it, no missed hairs, no missed nothing. It gets everything, and uh, you know, with, especially now with allergy season and stuff like that, you want to kind of keep the, you know, the nose way uh, clear. So I do that, and uh, my allergies haven't been as bad. I'm not mm. saying it's a cure, but it's definitely a help. Uh, but yeah, it, between the the nose and the ears hairs. Now, uh, I'm getting to that age, and uh, Manscaped's helping me not look stupid. Well, it's it's also waterproof, the weed whacker. 
Uh, yes. It uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. His nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive little nostrils of yours. Uh, that's, you know, that's exactly what you're talking about. But what we were talking about in the beginning was you got to use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep you on your game in the heat. Uh, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance pack, performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and includes slash tip tweezers. That's a nice one right there. Slash tip tweezers, rounded point <laughs> scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. You're probably wearing flip-flops, and people don't want to see those nasty, unclipped toes of yours. Meanie doesn't want to see them no matter what condition they're in. Nah, but at the very that. least, make them the best they possibly can be. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. It's 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. Tame that summer swamp in your pants with Manscaped. <laughs> I love these reads. Um, I'll D. So, uh, hey, you want to do a, a little bit of an Ask Meanie? Absolutely. I would love to. Ask me something. All and, right. Uh, bef- before we get to that, let me uh, open up my seltzer here. My seltzer's sweating uh, more than I am. Yeah. Three, two, one. Sandman that. Uh, what What do you have over there? Mm. I have a uh, mandarin orange from Wegmans. Nice. It's delicious. Uh, I'm still supporting former. That This is how good it was. They, they sponsored us. Not currently sponsor us now, but I still like the product that uh, I got ugly, and I got their uh, Dr. Pepper variant called Dr. Ugly. Awesome. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna it, have it, to grab some more of their stuff. Uh, one of our uh, one of our our Patreon members talked about how his wife loves the fruit punch. I passed on the fruit punch, and now I'm yeah thinking I'm gonna run out tonight and uh, get. That. I'm glad they like the fruit punch. Uh, I'm not. Into fruit punch, but yeah. if you like it, that's cool. Yeah, I don't judge. It's just a great product. Judge free between the, over here. Yeah, um, between the smell and the taste, it's it's really good, man. All their products are stellar. Um, we're gonna kick things off here. Let's see what we've got for Ask Meanie in the uh, in the Patreon questions. Travis Bohab, Ask Meanie question here. Did you see the two-part Kiss bio on A&E this week? No, I need to. Uh, I will, and I will report back. Excellent. Um, again, I'm a, I'm a cord cutter, so uh, I have to find various means of watching certain things. So, uh, no, I definitely will be watching it. Uh, big Kiss fan, of course, and uh, I, will, I will report back. Uh, I will say that Travis also says the crop reviver saved his life working in the warehouse in the heat this week. Absolute game changer. Yeah. Uh, so again, yeah. manscaped.com promo code mini 20. Um, it's, it's for Very real. Cool. Uh, Jack gray loves his lawnmower 3.0, uh, deodorant and anti-chafing boxers. It's really helped this summer. This is, this is great. Our Patreon members are, are doing our job for us here. Um, but it's yeah. how good it is. Uh, 
Andy Slichter. Slichter! Uh, of, uh, of Andy Slichter fame. Um, <laughs> hey, also that Slichter reminds level. me. Slichter, we just put new shirts up on uh, the Patreon page. Uh, some fun ones. Uh, Three's Company Blue. Um, some other <laughs> some other good ones, too. Uh, uh, congratulations, Brain. Looks like a cake. Um, so those are up on there, and those will be on on uh, com slash Mind of the Meanie soon enough. But if you're a Patreon member, you can get those as shirts, as mugs, as all different types of things, and you can get multiple <laughs> colors. So definitely check that out. Um, so cool. He does great work for us, man. He really does. Uh, Andy Slichter, do you have a favorite uh, Mark Zumoff uh, and or Sixers moment in honor of his retirement? Uh, mine, seeing my Indiana native friend earn 15 minutes of fame for being a sad Pacers fan at a Sixers game, and he even included uh, the video of it. So, uh, yeah, man, man. Zumoff, can I be honest? I didn't know he was retiring. Dude, it was out of nowhere. When did the, no, when was it, this announced? Within the last couple of days. So, oh, so, geez, I see uh, here. Yeah, it's been 24 hours since my retirement announcement. Uh, yeah, that was eight hours ago. So it was like yesterday. For those outside of Philadelphia uh, and our sports fans, I'm sure everybody has their sports guy, you know, Harry Carey in Chicago and stuff like that. In Philly, our voices were Harry Callis for the Phillies uh, and Merrill Reese for the Eagles and Mark Zumoff for Sixers. And uh, he just retired out of nowhere. But uh, to answer his question, I mean, I forget what the game was, but Allen Iverson, Iverson wins it. You know, uh, Iverson, there's a, a, a play where Allen Iverson stole the ball, ran and did a layup, which won the game last second. And Mark Zumhoff, his his exuberance, his excitement, you could tell, you know, he's one of us, one of <laughs> us, one of us. You know, he he's just a fan who happens to be calling the game. Very, uh, very great similar, voice, great. Uh, not to cut you off, but very similar no, no, for no. people who aren't sports fans, uh, but obviously they're here because they're wrestling fans. Um, think Jim Ross. Yeah. Think, think about his uh, – passion and what that has you know or a joey styles back in the day you know but you think yeah. about those people who you know deep down they're fans of what they're calling and they're passionate yeah. you know we just passed the anniversary 23rd anniversary i want to say of uh um of uh the hell in a cell with mick yeah. foley and you know that was all just i mean people still talk about it to this day 23 mm. years later, they talk about the, you know, as God is my witness, he's broken in half. And, you know, like, it's uh, it's that type of feeling, but for sports. So for anyone who, you know. Yeah. And there, there are certain people who are just the soundtrack of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my whole life, it was Harry Callis in the summer. In Philadelphia, you can walk down the street in South Philly Everybody's got their window open in every house. You can listen to the whole Philly game, listen walking down the block because everybody had Harry on the radio, you know, Harry Cows. And then, you know, uh, you know, during football season, everybody turns their volume down and turns up the radio. And uh, our local sports channel, WIP, who uh, broadcast the radio feed, they sync it with 
the television. So you can listen to the local guys call the the game on TV. But, you know, when it comes to basketball, you know, Mark Zumahoff, man, he, he was one of us, you know, and his excitement and all that. It, it was, it, his announcement was shocking, you know, shocking, you know, and uh, I, I didn't read his uh, announcement. I just heard about it and uh, I'd be interested to see if he gives any details. I don't know if you've seen them, but uh, no, I haven't. yeah, totally um, shocked. Yeah, so if anyone who knows who's any of our, um, I'm sure Slichter knows. Yeah, Slichter. He's on. one. Slichter's one of us. One um, of us. Yep. Um, uh, Mark and Dryden, what do you two <laughs> think of the top five of WWE's fifty greatest tag teams list that WWE just put out? Uh, and thankfully, he includes a screenshot of the list because I was going to say, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I'll say this before I even answer. I'm not a fan of lists. Well, they're subjective. They're not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your favorite, but, uh, your favorite isn't debatable. It's your right. favorite, right? Like your, meaning your top five tag teams are, is just as valid as my top five tag teams, just as valid as the people uh, at WWE, but it should be said like WWE. It, it, it's they were WWE have officially revealed the top five of the WWE 50 greatest tag teams should have been our top five, you know? Right. But so Not here, the, so here's the our. top, here's the top five. Number five, the Dudley boys, number four, edge and Christian, number three, the heart foundation, number two, the Hardy boys, number one, the new day. No, I'm in a in a, a bad position because it's. I'm going to have to say something, and it's you know it's look it's going to look like I'm sliding somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the best tag team in the uh, in history of wrestling, besides the Dudleys, because they pretty much won every championship, was the Road Warriors. Yeah. They were the first you know team to win a major championship in AWA, NWA, WWF. Oh, and then they went over to Japan. And won all those belts. <laughs> so if so. we if we look at it though as WWE's, like we're focusing so, only on the Legion of Doom, right? Their run as Legion right. of Doom, uh, which was nothing to sneeze at anyway. And yeah. I honestly, yeah. for all I know, they were number six in this list. Right. Um, but if we're looking purely WWE, what they did in the WWE in that context, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So look, I mean, the New Day, they're the longest reigning champions in history, but where's Demolition on this list? Because they're the second longest reigning. Um, right. And again, they could be number six, I, you know, and that could be fair. Um, and that's why I hate lists. I'm not offended I, by this list, though. Almost as much as I hate mustaches. But, uh, <laughs> I hate lists. Slichter, can we get a uh, list of Jericho-inspired shirt where Meanie hates lists? I hate list lists. Yep. Uh, but dude, I was, uh, driving home today. I was picking up some dinner on the way home. I, mm-hmm. I always listen to 94 WIP. I listen to Marks and Reese, uh, Johnny March, Marks, huge wrestling fan. Ike Reese played for the Philadelphia Eagles, but also he was a fan of like NWA era. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, uh, lines in sports, like certain lines had certain names and the Flyers had a, uh, a line they called the Legion of Doom. And Johnny Marks went on to 
explained that the guys on that line for the Flyers were huge wrestling fans. Hmm. So they called themselves the Legion of Doom after the Road Warriors. That's awesome. So I, I was driving home today on the WIP. They were talking about the Road Warriors, and Nike Reese went, the greatest tag team of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, I mean, and then we'd talk about this list, and I'm just like, and then, but yeah, in context, just WWE. Yeah, so if but, you look uh, at it, though, like, looking at this list, Dudley's, <laughs> Edge and Christian, Heart Foundation, Hardy's, and The New Day. So if we look at it, we say The New Day because The New Day, they're great. And I think when you look back at the broad history of the company, yeah. they, they could even be arguably in the top five. Um, how long, a, 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 you know, somebody, the, the longest reign, that's not really like a, you know, it's not a shoot, you know? So it's not like, and especially yeah. their longest reign came at a time when there was another set of tag titles. So, right. so it's still not like, you know, um, but well, I, w- I will, I will, I will say to have a reign that long in this era where it seems like it's hot potato mm-hmm. or they, they play hot potato with the oh, uh, yeah. belts. It's impressive. Um, but if you look at it and so, I mean, heart foundation to me, they're my favorite of all time. I might yeah. not think they're the, the greatest, the number one greatest team, but they, but I think they're the number one greatest team cause they're my favorite. You know, like if I look at it as an outsider, I might be able to find something else. But, you know, it's looking at the Dudley's Edge and Christian and the Hardys. It's tough to argue looking at the history, how they couldn't put those three teams in the top five. Right. Because they revolutionized so much um, in the style of of tag team wrestling uh, for the WWE, at least. And uh, Mm. yeah, and then the Hart Foundation. I mean, the Hart Foundation was just... They were iconic, but I don't know. How do you not put in, you know, the British Bulldogs? How do you not, you know, there were a lot of teams. But again, they're somewhere on this list of 50. I'm going to have to see this whole list, but I agree with you. Lists are, they are what they are. They're subjective. Lists are dumb. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, British Bulldogs one of my favorite all time, too. uh, Here's a question from the, uh, uh, so... Uh, Tremisanthrope the Mayhem uh, writes uh, weren't they a sponsor of Wrestlemania 15 what's that uh, I don't know <laughs> oh, it, it reminded yeah, you know, whatever he, he said reminded me of Magic the Gathering uh, you know. Tremisanthrope the Mayhem Caller uh, brings you WWE but- yeah I gotcha by Mattel. <laughs> um, so their question here is, uh, if you had gotten the opportunity, uh, which company would you have liked to hold their top championship for? Well, that's kind of neat. And if you kind of like center it to like WWF, WCW, ECW, you know, like who uh, yeah. would you have, what champion, you can only choose one, you're going to be the world champion for one of them. Probably the UWF. Okay. You know, uh, UWF. You know, everybody, for everybody who comes up to me and talks to, talks to me about ECW, I was that guy walking up to people talking about the UWF when I was a fan. Mm. And, of course, I was WWF. I, I, I'm lifelong WWF sure. fan. Will be till I die. And But when it comes to the WWF title, it's almost as if the Intercontinental belt was the, was the funner title, yeah. you know. And, you know, me, I'm... 
it's it's hard for me to pick a singles title because I was always a tag team guy, you know. Mm. I will, I will, you know, I, I I swear me and Nova were close to having a run with DCW tag belts if I hadn't left, uh, which was the only reason why I regret leaving. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I there's certain territories I just wish I could have worked in, you know. Would have been fun, great to work in the AWA because uh, I got family in Minnesota. And then, um, I w- I, dude, I would have loved to work to all the territories. But as far as, like, holding championships, those AWA tag belts are classic. Uh, I love the NWA tag belts, but when they did the 25th anniversary where they made the plate silver and the, the strap was black instead of the maroon and gold, mm. fucking fantastic. Um but, you know, singles title, a big fan of the UWF belt, which uh, uh, later on Ring of Honor adopted. You know. But my, one of my favorite belts of all time is the UWF TV belt. That's, like, to me, it's one yeah. of the most beautiful belts ever. Nobody talks about. Uh, Uncle Putz. Right. <laughs> uh, my question, what happened to professional wrestling as far as wrestlers becoming so thin-skinned? And I thought that was an interesting one, Meanie, because you mm. had mentioned how you built a thick skin through wrestling. Um, and I yeah. guess without him citing sources, he's probably just talking about social media in general, how everybody fights and bickers and complains. Um, what do you think? I mean, it's so different now. Wrestlers are so different now than they were back in the day. Or are they not? And we're just seeing them because of social media. I always say the best tweet is the one you don't send. <laughs> Um, and I, like, I put a tweet out the other day, you know, uh, what did I say? Holy shit. I just had a moment. Was this the one about uh, what you've always wanted to say to people? Oh yeah. Cause people opinion? go, uh, yeah. Cause I saw somebody, uh, Jack Evans with that went after Lance Storm. Lance Storm critiqued something that Jack Evans did. Yeah. Jack Evans went after Lance Storm, which was a little bit out of bounds. He wasn't, you know shitting on him. He was just saying that the spot wasn't wise, you know? And, you know, half the time, like, I'll, I'll say something I'm not a fan of, and people go, oh, look at a guy from ECW saying something. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, the guy from ECW is saying that, and he formed that opinion because he was an ECW, mm-hmm. you know? And you just, guys get, you know, you guys get all up in their emotions, and um, I'm, uh, I mean, back in the day, if social media might have been it was back there, back in the day, like in the eighties and nineties, we might be seeing something similar where somebody's alone, they're bored in an airport, bored in a hotel room, and you know, they're they might be x amount of days on the road, or or maybe they're not getting booked enough, and you know, they got bills to pay. They're seeing these this stack of bills paying up, and the bookings ain't coming in and they just happen to see that one tweet that makes them go, fuck this guy. And you know, <laughs> picks, picks the wrong day to reply. You know what I'm saying? Think about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. If yeah. there had been Twitter, you think Shawn Michaels wasn't going to be, you know, needling him with a couple of oh tweets. Oh yeah. Like, but, uh, you know, and I'm glad there wasn't. And I wish Twitter wasn't a part of, wrestling other than companies being able to tweet out stuff like i wish wrestlers like i i wish that wwe was like when you're under contract wwe you're off 
Twitter. You're off social media. I've I've always been a big proponent of that because it, it levels the playing field. We should not feel you have so many. You're talking about Jack Evans talking talking to Lance Storm, but you have yeah. so many times where talent or where, where talent is responding to fans, and fans right. are just talking shit to them in ways right. that a they never would do in person, and b they should never feel so of comfortable course. to do right. that. Like it, right. it, you know, um, and then there's also my theory that sometimes these uh, accounts that are egging another egging a wrestler on i'm always of the theory that that might be another wrestler who is just pissed at that guy from getting for getting a push or might be jealous of another wrestler yeah and just doesn't have the balls to you know confront the person and have a an adult conversation about (laughs) something that might have been a slight or something like that so he has to go under the guise of a fake account to say what he wants wants to say to the person, but just doesn't have the balls to say it in front. And then, unfortunately, you know, said wrestler takes debate and replies. Yep. You know, so, you know, like I said, the best tweet is the one you don't send. Um, or if you want to say something, write it out, stare at it, read it out loud a few times. Like, like I said earlier, say the thing in the mirror. You know, it's like getting a tattoo. You know, once you put it out there, it's permanent. Even if you delete it, somebody's going to screen cap it. Yep. You know, if you're going to get that, if you're going to get that tattoo, get it drawn up, look at it, stare at it, wait a week. Do you still like it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's same with uh, an opinion. You know, there, there's so many things I want to say, but I'm like, man, is it is it worth the fucking backlash if I happen to say something that's going to Piss, piss some people off. But. I feel very confident that uh, Hulkamania would not have lasted as long as it did had there been Twitter back in the day. <laughs> because yeah. I just feel like Hulk Hogan would have gotten a couple of drinks in him one night, and all of a sudden, ooh, that's not that's not the uh, Hulk Hogan we we knew. Um, oh, but I ate too much pasta, brother. <laughs> but uh, here we go, some... Breaking news, Sean oh. Jones says that Sanjay Dutt has signed with AEW. He's a producer working with the women's division now. Very good. Yeah. Sanjay's a great dude, man. He's uh, very wise, very talented, and uh, AEW could will definitely benefit. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jack Evans should hope that uh, the next breaking news isn't Lance Storm. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, what else do we have here? A um, few more. We've got uh, Mark and Dryden writes, who is a wrestler or wrestlers WWE has completely missed the boat on in the last five years? I can't remember whether oh. or not I, 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 whether or not we said that last week. Uh, off the top of my head, Cesaro. Mm. You know, how many times, how many great matches has he put on and, how many times have they just not utilized him? You know, mm-hmm. he had the, the, that series of classics with fucking John Cena. I know, and that was probably more than five years ago. But that those series of matches to watch him go with the face of the company at the time, John Cena of all people. You know, mm-hmm. 
that should have been he's he's so realistic so believable and he's such a throwback you know he's like a throwback to the argentina rockas and yeah. back when wrestling was real the back to the brunos mm-hmm. he's he's got that rugged look he's he can grapple he can and he could do the funny stuff too he could yeah. do like comedic stuff but he everything he does is crisp it's believable it's snug yeah he's the he's the biggest one they've they've missed the boat on I think absolutely I think they're currently missing the boat on Otis um but uh hey here we go some more breaking news uh which very few people who listen to this are going to care about but uh, we do. Merrill Reese just said that the Eagles have a deal in place to trade Zach Ertz to the Buffalo Bills. Really? Meanie, I kind of saw that one Your com- thoughts on that? kind of saw that one coming. Uh, to be quite honest, uh, the Bills made, had made a couple moves uh, off the top of my head. I'm sure RJ could uh, speak to this since he's from that area, RJ Krasinski. Uh but yeah, I could I I kind of saw that happening. Uh, they, they, it looked like the uh, Bills were making space. And hey, and if you uh, have space in your closet and you're a Bills fan, why don't you go over to prowrestlingtees.com/bluemeanie and pick up a Bills World Order shirt? Right? It's Bills absolutely. World Order. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I uh, the the word Bills is over the word blue because they went and used my logo. The fans, so instead of you know, most people are like, oh, I'm angry. I'm going to nope. I'm going to capitalize. Yep. <laughs> uh, a few years ago, when the uh, the the uh, Kansas City Royals were uh, hot and in the playoffs, somebody went and used the Blue World Order, Order Blue World Order logo and put the uh, Royals crown on it and uh, started making shirts. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Uh, I'm going to start making shirts too. And I made royal shirts, but yeah, go to proslintees.com slash blue meaning and get a Bill's World Order shirt. Um actually but, uh, is that, I I really need oh, to no, pick no, one of those up for my uh my brother in law because he's a he's uh, a huge Bills fan. Dude, I like I love the Eagles. They're my number one team. But there's nothing wrong with having like secondary teams to enjoy. I'm a Bills fan. Uh I don't know if it's the unis because their uniforms are really sharp, <laughs> you know. If I if I if I could say so myself, uh, those uniforms are so sharp. I sound like my grandma. <laughs> oh, Brian, those shoes are so sharp on you. Uh, oh, that was my mom's voice, but uh, here's my mom. Brian, um, I thought I saw your car, and uh, I was wondering, can you get me a black and white milkshake? At McDonald's and bring it by. Uh, again, this is mother. Uh, just leave a message. And meanwhile, my mom was across the bridge. There's no <laughs> way of accidentally seeing my car. She was just <laughs> dropping fucking hints. Like, hey, can you, asshole, bring me a milkshake, you know? <laughs> Brian, this is mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. But uh, Zach Ertz to the Bills. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm a, I, I root for the Bills as it is. Uh, except for when they play the Eagles, or right. you know, if they're if they're doing something that could affect if they are doing something that could affect the Eagles negatively, I'll root against them. 
But other than that, if they do something and it has no impact on the Eagles, mm-hmm. I'll root for them. I agree. In the same way. And, my, yeah. and the fact that, that, you know, now it's family. My brother-in-law is, is you know, he grew up there. That's his, that's his team. But he also sat beside us when the Eagles won. You know, yeah. uh, so that it, it's, you know. Dude, Buffalo is a great wrestling town. I had so many, the, the Buffalo fans, just for wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, welcomed, uh, you know, treated me very well. well I have a I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the city of Buffalo, uh, for ECW, and they're basically Philly North, really. It's yeah. like the blue-collar town, just like Philly. It's just colder. They, yeah, they live and die by yeah, they live and die by their sports. Uh, they're they're there every year, no matter what the fucking record is. You know, good for the Bills. Uh, and while I'm here, thank you to Zach Ertz for a Super Bowl win. Yeah, you know, he scored sure. one of the final touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Karen Pearson writes uh, favorite ECW moment of all time. Ooh, man, I hope it took place in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo had a sweet pool in that building. I used to do triple Indies and everything. <laughs> no, they had like they had this like Olympic pool in the back. I would just go swimming and then before training, you know, oh, kind of wow. weird. Uh, but yeah, Buffalo is a great fucking town. I love Buffalo. Uh, and I went to a Bills game. Uh, and I'll get back to that answer. <laughs> we went to the Eagles Bills game uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. and we made it like a mini trip because we uh went up to toronto uh my friend chris uh, tidwell lives up there who's a, a wrestler american moved to canada is a wrestler but for some reason is an eagles fan too hmm. so uh i was like hey man i'm coming up for the eagles game let's get let's get tickets i'll come up hang out in toronto for a couple days celebrate it halloween in toronto and then that morning we drove down to Buffalo, went to the Eagles game, and I drove home. Very so, cool. and we pulled up to the the in, the in the Buffalo Stadium, and the Bills fans just welcomed us with open arms. It was so cool. But That's uh, awesome. uh, I'm sorry, uh, and I'm also kind of stalling because I'm trying to think of my favorite moment, favorite ECW <laughs> moment of all time. All time. Oh my god. It would have to be my, uh, I mean, yeah, BWO kiss, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But single accomplishment, probably my match against Jason and my first win in ECW. Yeah. Uh, because it was an unannounced match. And uh, you know, Jason challenged somebody to a street fight. I come out. He's like, you're not even wearing street clothes. I'm like, these are my street clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a match that's become a gif. You know, anytime I celebrate something mm-hmm. on Twitter, it's me doing the dance, a uh, little inside baseball. Uh, when I come to the ring and I'm doing this little dance, I'm doing my arms like this. Uh, that was my nod to uh, Andy Kaufman doing the Mighty Mouse song. He goes, here I come to save the day. Yep. That was my, that was my ode to uh, Andy Kaufman at the time. But, cool. yeah, single uh, favorite moment just because um, I came out – you know, I didn't know where my career was going to go in ECW. Stevie had left for WCW. Me and Nova kind of were floundering, trying to find our way, because Paulie was just like, I, don't, I could push these guys, but what are they going to do? Leave what? 
I could push them, and then they run to WCW too. But once Paul so, saw we were staying and we were going to stick with ECW because, you know, we weren't under contract, mm-hmm. he started giving us, you know, he started using us. And then I went out there and had this unannounced match with Jason, had my first singles win, ECW, and it was just, that just, that, that pin, when I pinned Jason, was the culmination of every cane shot, every chair shot, every time I went to bed, you know, with, you know, some kind of laceration, every, every ounce of punishment I took just, you know, white, white washed away once that hand hit three and I did the uh, big nasty, you know, big uh, pop off. Like when he kicks out at three and I took that big bump, back bump, and yeah. got to my knees and sold in shock. And Joey Styles goes, Meany wins! Meany wins! Meany wins? <laughs> so, which, uh, let's just say that's the name of the episode. But uh, Meany <laughs> wins with a question mark? Yeah, get it out of the way. Because we we, we're we always, like, spending days going, what, what, what should we call this fucking I'll write it down right now. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, yeah, that would have to be, I mean, yeah. Everything, you know, being the McFoley's, Farewell, uh, Kiss, BWO. It's so many cool things. ECW has afforded me, you know. But if I had to pick one and uh, for the pod squad, since the pod squad's asking, I will say my match over... Jason, my first singles win in ECW. Maybe my own. Well, yeah, yeah. My first ECW, my first singles win in ECW. Um, at forty K theories, um, yes. writes just what exactly were you and Stevie going to do to pepper the Chihuahua at fully loaded nineteen ninety nine? Well, we had jumper cables, so uh, that leaves little to the imagination. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You were going to jump his car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Pepper tried to do it and he couldn't reach. Like, you're a fucking dog. Why are you fucking trying to, you know, jump a car? Yeah. Just get a little yeah. help. A little inside baseball. Al Snow hated that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would man. be in the gorilla position with Pepper and the pyro would go off and the dog would just piss all over him. <laughs> Because it's, it's a fucking chihuahua. You're just shaking piss all over Al. And Al's like, fuck. You know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we were just uh, helping Pepper uh, jumpstart the car. Vanessa. A random car a random car that just happened to be in the back for no reason. Yeah. Just, there's always, like, at least one car parked in a wrestling locker yeah. room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vanessa Bella. Uh, Bello. Bell, uh, Vanessa. Uh, the little known Bella sister. Um, there you go. Vanessa Bello. Uh, rules. Uh, has Meanie read or looked over the released info from the Pentagon regarding UFOs? I need to. Uh, I'm all about UFOs, man. I'm all, like I said, I told the story how I saw one back when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I, want to, I keep saying, I know it was August of 82 or 83. I saw, I, I know it was. I believe in them. Uh, I just watched um, History History Channel has a really good show on it. Um, But yeah, I need to read uh, check those files out and see what it says. And from uh, the cliff notes of how other people reacting to it, it's kind of just like reaffirming. Well, we know there's something out there, and 
It's not uh, not something we have in our own catalog. And yeah. It's not something other countries have in their catalog. And uh, what a lot of countries are now are doing are cross-pollinating with their information. Uh, there's a, a guy leading the charge, Lou Elizondo, uh, from uh, To The Stars. Uh, there's a UFO group, To The Stars, uh, the kid from uh, Blink Blink One Eighty Two, uh, Tom De- Tom DeLong. He uh, is funding it and helping researchers and stuff like that. And they had this show on the History Channel, and Lou Alzando uh, has been talking to people from other countries, other military types, because he was military. He was in the Pentagon. He was in the Pentagon for our own country, looking into UFOs. But he said there was so much politics no pun intended behind the scenes that would just throw up roadblocks so he decided to go rogue and just start doing it on his own so uh now that you know they're releasing this information it's it's pretty much just uh justifying you know, or clarifying i, I want to say i saw i want to say i saw something that was like like all but one are like attributed to being relatively of the same, like, place. Like, they came from the same, you know, it's whatever. But there's one that is, like, I think they don't even know that this, like, where, what this is or what. Like, all of them seem somewhat connected in a way. Yeah. But, and I don't, I didn't, I only read the the cliff notes on it as well, but it, it seems sure. fascinating. And, you know, like, I've just always felt, we've talked about this a million times, but I've just always felt like, how are we the only ones out there? Right. You know, I, I to me, we definitely aren't, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of we can't get to them. Can they get to us? You know, and is that what's happening? Right. And uh, the incident I believe you're talking about is it happened right off the coast of San Diego uh, with some of our own, our jet fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Fravor, uh, one of the guys who ran the Top Gun training they were doing a training seminar or training drill, you know, a couple miles off the southwest of San Diego near Mexico. And they called this object the Tic Tac, the Tic Tac shaped thing where they go to look for it. And he gets his, I, I know I'm going to, the, uh, the ga- he gauge, you know, put locked his uh, mm-hmm. gauge on there and it just flew out of the gauge. Like, his sights. Right. He had it in his sights. It flew, you know, directly to the left. And then the next thing they know, it was 60 miles up the coast. They're like, you know, these objects are doing maneuvers that if there's humans in them, these humans are going to die just from G-forces alone, you know? Just so. Um, There's so many different theories, you know, but. Travis asks, uh, ever hear of a paranormal phenomena called black-eyed children? I have not. I've heard of them. I heard of them on the Art Bell show. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, I won't speak on it because, like, it's kind of been a while, so I don't want to – I don't want to confuse them with the shadow people okay. that Art Bell always talked about. But, yeah, I've heard of the uh, the black-eyed children. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. I just I need to be refreshed. Anthony Camarada writes, uh, I got to talk to Dan Aykroyd about UFOs when I met him. Yeah. Tell me, that's not a bucket list moment. Dude. uh, 
Um, no, go ahead. I was just going to. Uh, nah, dude. He, I, I, I heard his UFO story, too. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, he hosted a documentary, which I have on DVD somewhere around here. But uh, it's always good to see folks not be afraid to talk about it and not because the the the, the go to is people you know shun you or make fun of you or make sure. fun of it. And uh, no, I, I I know I don't pol- talk politics and talk don't talk religion, but. And a big one of the big reasons Lou Elizondo said, you know, he left the Pentagon is because somebody didn't want to investigate UFOs because it went against the religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, when I heard that, I realized I had to kind of go off on my own. And, yeah. and dude, I would love to get that guy on here. I know we don't do guests, but I would love to talk UFOs with that. Make an exception for that. Yeah. Sure. Get his uh, get his information, and we can reach out to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Send the pod Steve. squad at him. Absolutely. You know? um, question here from Nostalgic Dave Dynasty. Uh, I have a question for Blue Meanie. I know you're a monster horror fan. Uh, yes. Who is your favorite of the classic Universal monsters? Mm. Oh, there's so many good ones. Um... I would have to say Dracula, really. Just because uh, there's Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Not, not Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Wolfman. There's Wolfman. Uh, but I would have to say uh, Dracula. Yeah, he was pimping. You know, he had some good style. He, I'm sure he didn't smell as bad as the others. You know, he probably can. Get within sniffing distance and not want to, you know, bloop, you know. That's the. But uh, out of Universal Monsters, yeah, Dracula. Dracula. The, uh, Travis is following up. Uh, they are these weird kids whose eyes are all black. They will approach mm-hmm. people and try to get into their houses or their cars. Yep. Heard about them on last podcast on the left. Great show for weird shit. Um, I think you've mentioned Dude, that podcast Dude, go on. Before, right? well, I'm sorry? You've mentioned that podcast before, right? I believe so. I believe so. But also, go on YouTube. There's tons of, like, old Art Bells on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, you know, myself, Mrs. Meany, and MVP are huge Art Bell marks. You know, and we've always heard, I've definitely heard that topic, you know. Um... You know, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of monsters, um, <laughs> I think it's uh, it, it's a great segue to talk about uh, Port Henry's Champ, the monster, the myth, the legend, Champy, um, the legend older than Loch Ness monster, and there is an annual Champ Day, um, and there's going to be a big celebration for Champ the monster. Over in Port Henry, New York, and on that same day as this great celebration up and down Main Street where you're going and looking for Champy the Monster, uh, make sure you swing by Brothers Gatter Studios, their, their studios and store, because the Blue Meanie and myself, Josh Chernoff, will be there August 7th 
2021 at the Brothers Gatter Studio and Store from 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time in person. Uh, we will be there for a meet and greet and buddy signing for our brand new wrestling buddies. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to do our podcast from there. Um, we'll be hanging out all day talking wrestling, talking art, family, and maybe even a little bit about that legendary monster. Uh, what you get with your ticket, you get Blue Meanie and or Josh Chernoff collector wrestling buddies signed in person. Get our mind and body sticker, our blue blot 8x10 original art print. You get the a photo op with a personal camera, and you get a meet and greet with the Meanie and myself and the Brothers Gatter crew. Um, and if you can't make it, good news is you can also get all the same things and join us virtually. Uh, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, the virtual one, I should say... Uh, obviously taking place at a slightly different time. Uh, the virtual one is going to be 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that'll be online. Um, so join us then. So make sure that you go to brothersgatter.com. Go to mindofthemeanie.com and check out our events section. Um, and that'll take you right to it. But go to Brothers Gatter. That's brothers with an S. G-A-D-D-O-R.com. Uh I can't believe it, man. We're we're by the time this episode airs, we're we're what a month and two days away from this event. Um, Pretty cool. Super excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hey, brother, brother! Somebody just purchased, and I'm I'm so sorry that I I don't off the top of my head remember who it was, but somebody I saw in the notes just purchased uh, our signed uh, Cella Toys action figures um, and put nice. in the notes that they are excited to see us on the 7th. So uh, that's awesome. Um, and I should mention, by the way, yes. they picked up the one of the four final signed action figures that we have. Um, so let's, uh, you know, I made this big announcement that they were all sold out, and then I f apparently had four of them tucked away somewhere. Um, and I found those. And uh, <laughs> so now we have three left. Um we're sold out everywhere, uh, everywhere else. Chellatoys.net, we're sold out. Uh, JB Toys and Collectibles, we're sold out. Uh, but we still have some left. We've got some damage packaging. We've got some uh, mint on card. And then we've got uh, uh, four signed ones. Um, and as we've said before, if you sleep on this and you lose out on getting these Chella figures uh, to keep to, if you if you miss out on getting them signed, and we sell all the really nice mint on card ones that are not damaged, uh, that's it. You're done. You're not going to be able to get them signed. So make sure that you do that. Um, and uh, but again, if you're going to let them breathe, you're going to go a little loosey. Uh, do yourself a favor and uh, save a couple bucks. And go get the uh, the damage packaging ones. You can just rip those right open. Damage packaging basically means it's it's like a little torn or folded or kind of creased a little bit, but the figures are in perfect condition. They are still sealed. It's only on the edges that's damaged. So you're not getting damaged figures. You're only getting the damaged cards. So if you're gonna rip it open anyway, you know, knock yourself out. Bonus, and not only you're you're saving a couple of bucks, but you know. You get to open it up and now, you know, 
Sometimes I'll buy, I'll buy something and I'll be like, man, I really don't want to take it out of the package. Mm-hmm. But now we're giving you a reason to make it easier to take it out of the package by uh, selling the the damage, quote unquote, uh, packaging. So yep. you get yourself a figure and save a couple bucks, man. And don't, like he said, don't sleep on this because once they're gone, they're gone. Yep. And while we're talking about things, uh, not once they're gone, they're gone because these are print on demand. But, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees just reached out to me as we're recording this to to remind us that there is, starting at 1 p.m. on July 1st, for those of you on Patreon who are listening right now, and ending at 1 p.m. Eastern on July 5th, for those of you who are up at 6 a.m. listening to this on July 5th, um, there's a sale going on at Pro Wrestling Tees, um, and that is, uh, and there's a, well, there's a double sale. This is kind of fun. (laughs) There's a save 20% for Canada Day. Hey, um, poser. Using promo code Canada. And then there is save 20% across the whole store uh, for the 4th of July sale. Use the code America. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Sales run for the exact same times, uh, exact same dates, July 1st to July 5th. So if you're listening to this on July 5th, there is still time. You can go get... uh, you can get any any shirts available, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. All of our shirts available, ProWrestlingTees.com slash uh, Blue Meanie and shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash So Says Chernoff. While you're at it, check out uh, Putting Slickter over, too. We're doing some yeah. fun stuff over at That Was Extreme at ad-free shows. We got ProWrestlingTees.com slash That Was Extreme. Um, and if I may, if I can just slide in here, there's also ProWrestlingTees.com <laughs> slash talking with friends, um, which uh, I did want to, Meanie, before we, we wrap things up, I did want to give a shout-out to uh, a, a part of talking with friends, Matt Mangle. Uh, congratulations to him on the birth of his daughter. Um, That's so cool. Just happened, Congratulations, Yeah, it just happened uh, Monday, like 12-something a.m., um, and uh, I've seen pictures. She's adorable. Uh, and he, this is his second daughter. Um, and of course he has, he's, uh, two older boys, but so now he's got two and two. And, uh, I think that man's hanging up the old, uh, the old mangler, if you will. <laughs> uh, I think he's good, but, uh, so congratulations to him and his wife. Congratulations. Um, yeah, very excited for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, Meanie, I think we're, uh, uh, still haven't received my shirt for the month of June, says James Sorensen. Oh, did God, you pick James. did you pick your shirt for the month of June, buddy? Yeah, we're not uh we're not it's not like Karnak where we just go, mm, yeah. let me put this to my forehead. You mm, shoot us a message, it? say this is my shirt for the month of June. And it's Sim Sim Salabim. Right oh, we love you, James. We're just we're just busting balls over here. Um, we're just busting on you. Yeah, all I'm saying, you know, you're you're writing this here. Uh it's eight o'clock on June thirtieth. There's still time left in June for you to receive that shirt, bud. Yeah, man. Uh, no, you definitely won't get it today. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, let us know which one you want. I'll tell you what. To make good on this, uh, let it, he says, I thought I did. Honestly, there's a good chance you did, and we just screwed up. Um, <laughs> that's what you can get over at Patreon.com for the highest level. We'll screw up. Um, do me a favor. Send me a Patreon message right now uh, for your June shirt and your July shirt. And we'll ship them right out to you. Um, and you. check out what the shirts are. Because we have some new ones up there as well. Um, so, yeah. Any shirt you want. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, oh, also, Manny, do you mind if, if before we go, I just want to uh, share. Yes, the Sorensen level shirt. You got it. You got it. It's coming your way. Uh. Maybe, bless you, maybe with a, a little bonus too. Um, so I wanted to ask all of our great listeners here. We know you're here for the meanie. You know, I, I get that. I don't have a big ego. I understand. Um, <laughs> but if you'd like to hear from me, some of the interviews that I've compiled, some stuff, I now have a podcast. So says Chernoff, the podcast. Um, <laughs> and it is available wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to them. Um, if you want to go and subscribe, it would mean the world to me. Right now, you're getting 20 to 30-minute podcasts every week of some classic, some never-before-heard be, never interviews um, and some interviews that are off of my show that maybe you've never heard. Um, for instance, this, uh, this Thursday, I guess tomorrow as we record this, will be an interview with uh, Sorensen's friend Eric Bischoff. Um, and then I don't know what interview is going to be the following week, but it very well might be uh, my most recent interview from So Says Chernoff uh, with Jeff Jarrett. Um, but we got some great ones up there. There's going to be an interview with Meanie at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, go um, go check that out if you would. So says Chernoff. Uh, the link is there on my social media. Um, all through the summer, every week, I'm going to have these new interviews, uh, new old interviews. And then that'll all culminate in the fall. In September, uh, I will be bringing back So Says Chernoff to fight. Um, with somewhat of a new format. Um, and it's going to also be available in audio form. Uh, we've, we've heard what the people want. People like watching things, but they really like listening to stuff. It's a lot easier uh, to be able to listen to it. And uh, yeah, so I would love to, uh, love to have you uh, subscribe and follow that. That would mean the world to me. So if you want to go ahead and do that, uh, I appreciate it wherever you listen to your your favorite podcast, uh, like Mind of the Meanie, which is your favorite podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, Anthony Camarada says subscribing now. Appreciate that. Uh, awesome. James Sorensen says subscribed now. Awesome. So hey, very cool. That got me at least two subscribers. So I appreciate it. Um, uh, James Sorensen says if you both were to get a tattoo of each other's face, where would you <laughs> get it? Uh, on my at a tattoo shop? Yeah. I, don't know. I just say on my ass so I can sit on my mistake. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Well, I have a tattoo of myself. So. Yeah. And I have, a, I have a tattoo of my S. I should have gotten a tattoo of my S on my ass. Because <laughs> it sounds similar. Meanie, what else do you have to say before we, uh, we rock and roll out of here? Oh, thank you again to everybody who listens each and every week. Uh, whether you're downloading or you're subscribing at Patreon, I thank you. Uh, also, got to say thank you to the folks who uh, reach out to my friends over at McCusker's offering to uh, buy me a drink. Oh. <laughs> but they have no way to uh, accept your cash. But uh, thanks. I, uh, the, uh, the notion is uh, uh, noted, so to speak. Uh, there's no way to uh, send... Somebody asked uh, uh, Ryan McCusker, oh, can I just Venmo, 
Venmo you, you some cash and buy me a picture or something like that. It was, he's like, I don't know what to say to this guy. I was like, don't worry about it, man. Don't feel pressured. But That's uh, so cool. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it's very cool that the, the world's opening up. We're vaccinated and uh, slowly but surely getting get back to somewhat normal, even though my normal is not everybody else's normal. Um, but thank you, each and every one of you, every week. And uh, we are nothing without you. Uh, I do want to say, in my opinion, Meanie, if they want to feel like they bought you a drink, they could go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie or ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie or even join the Mind of the Meanie Patreon, even the $5 level, right? And then they join that, yeah. and that's money in your pocket. And yeah. put a tag on there that says, for the Patreon, say, I have joined specifically to get Meanie a drink, and we'll make sure 100% <laughs> of that goes to Meanie for that month, and Meanie will then go buy a drink, and he will tag you on social media with a pi- with a picture of his picture. There you go. Just just put up a thing that says Meanie, Meanie's bar tab. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a, spe- a special uh, Patreon thing where it just goes, really, we really should. Where it just goes right on there. It's uh, find uh, out what what, what does a uh, what does a drink cost at McCusker's, and that will be exactly what it is for the Meanies Bar tab on our Patreon, and we'll Meanie do, will uh, get a hundred percent of what comes on there, and will only spend it on drinks. And how about this? If you buy me a drink, uh, I will. Do a video message of me thanking you for that drink. Ooh. Very cool. So, all right. I'm writing this down because I'm going to put this on our Patreon. If you... Well, we'll figure out how to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. The cost of a beer or a pitcher. Because I usually just get the pitcher anyway. But Yeah. Let's uh, do the pitcher. Why not? but, But before I have my first sip, I will do a video... This uh, picture is courtesy of so-and-so. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Cheers. And we will send you that video. That is awesome. So we're going to do uh, or call that. That way you know I'm not just taking the, the fucking thing. Yeah, and you know you you will know that I'm not getting any of this either because Meanie will drink that entire drink by himself. Now, I might not know. get to you right away because <laughs> <laughs> I can only do three pictures a night, so... So what are we calling this? Meanie's bar tab? Meanie's bar tab. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. I'm such a degenerate. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I would literally do a video saying, this picture is courtesy of, and say your name. Thank you for this. Cheers. And Very cool. We'll, we'll, I'll, we'll figure out a way to get you the video. That will be, uh, well, it'll be easy. You make the video and we'll send it to whatever... Uh, Whatever email or or if you let us know your uh, social media hand, well, send it to an email. Why not, right? Send it from the mind of the meanie email. Yeah. Well, well, well we'll work this out. Put, put, put your info. Like, is there a way to put information in the purchase thing? Like, I'm well, so and so. This. Is my- well, when they join, we'll have them join a specific Patreon tier, which is the meanies bar tab tier, which will be up by the time this episode. There you go. Yeah. So then we'll know if you... Per- that's pretty much how you do it. Now, if you are already a member and you want to send Meanie a drink, 
shoot us a no message pressure. and we'll, we'll figure out how to make that work. But honestly, you're already support. You're already buying me a drink by being a member of, of the Patreon. Um, we'll figure something out. I don't yes. want. I, I I don't want to slight anybody who's been paying either. So because technically you've been. Well, hey, if they join the Meanies Bar Tab, they don't get to watch the show live. They don't get. They just have to upgrade. They so, do, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so they don't become a full Patreon member. They, this Meanies is only, Bar Tab will be a, a tier. It's its own tier that you join. Um, okay. But if you are already a part of a higher tier and you really want to buy Meanie a drink, we'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe you could just PayPal it to him, um, uh, or wait until you meet in person. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, all right, well, with that, uh, happy 4th of July to those watching now, and hope you had a happy 4th of July to those listening later. And Hope it, uh, Hopefully it was safe yep. and secure. Hopefully you, you all still have your eyebrows and fingers. Um, hmm. Careful of those fireworks, everybody. I'm looking but, at uh, you, nasty boys. <laughs> all right, well, hey, you know what? Thank you all so much. Uh... And we will see you again for episode 68. <laughs> no, oh, okay. not yet. Episode and, uh, 68. Ap- apologies, to, uh, apologies to Al. Son of a bitch. Al- I am, you know what? I can't believe it. Well, sorry. He's in Al. the green room. Yeah, we'll get you next. No, we'll get him next week. I feel confident. Yeah. I feel confident. Um, next week, we will definitely be heard by all of you because we will be there just like we are every single Monday for another trip into the mind of the me. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 